welcome back to the Malcolm Richmond Show, the discussion where we approach life's hurdles with a comedic zen. Hi, I'm your host, Malcolm Richmond, and I'd like to uh, start off a little bit more uh, fluid today. Let me introduce my co-host, Miss Melly Mel. Hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? What's up, everyone? You know what? Today, I want to shoot from the hip, so I just wanted to start you off with this scenario, okay? Got it. Okay, listen to it. This is uh, based off a true story. I'm pretty sure it's absolutely true somewhere, but... uh. This is based off a combined, you know, it's like a conglomerate story of friends and and other people I know, women, men, and all like that. Okay, so here we go. Mike was a nice guy. He was considered kind of square. Uh, he didn't excessively date, go out, or hang out with the boys. Mike had a serious thing for Marcy. Mike surprisingly got the opportunity to take Marcy out. He was excited. He made reservations at the nicest restaurant. He pulled a chair out, looked the waiter square in the eye, and allowed Marcy to order what she wanted. Um, the date ended. Marcy never called Mike for, out for another date. She even pretended not to notice Mike in public. Mm. A few weeks later, Mike notices Jason and Marcy out standing awfully close together. They were all out at the same local sports bars. Suspicious to Marcy, Mike also pretended not to see her and Jason together. The female waiter asked Jason and Marcy to follow them to her to their table, directly across from, from Mike. Jason was obviously checking out the female waitress's physique and ordered for Marcy, regardless of what she wanted. The waitress collected their menus and left. Marcy questioned Jason why he didn't. Uh, allow her to order. Jason dismissed her concerns by adding that he he was trying to make sure that he had enough money to cover both of their meals. Later, Marcy and Jason uh, finished their meals and and headed for the exit. Jason in front, um, uh, heading for the door. Marcy pauses, turns to steal a glance at Mike to see him watching them over his book. Um... A few weeks pass, it becomes obvious Marcy and Jason are in an official couple. One late evening, uh, Mike's phone rings. It's Marcy. Jason has turned abusive. Mike refuses to get involved. Was Mike wrong? No. Why wasn't Mike wrong? Mike's not wrong because Mike is not who she needs to call. She needs to call the police. <laughs> you think so? And, yeah. get, and get Jason shot. <laughs> and then, none of that matters. Uh -huh. You want to put your hands on a woman? If that makes you feel manly, I hope it makes you feel bulletproof. Because it could have been Mike that came and shot him up too. I understand. So, and then secondly, you ignored me. You act like you didn't know me, but you know me when you're in trouble. Exactly. I think that's a, that's a good point right there. You know, the thing is that I, this story, um, Marcy could have been like almost any female, you know. And Mike is most of the guys that I know. And Jason is a... Ton of, a ton of the guys out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, is that a lot of times when it comes to uh, new relationships, the, the clues are right in front of us. And sometimes we just ignore them because the person has something we want. And we're, we're willing to ignore the obvious signs of things that we don't want, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my thing, my thinking is, is like, uh, it's, uh, okay, so uh, I think Marcy... Saw the clues. I mean, even in the, the one example I gave you, that was one of many, of course. It's just, and it was a isolated incident where I decided to highlight where Jason took control 
And he made the excuse, well, I don't have enough money to uh, pay for both of us. So, like, if I ordered both cheeseburgers for us, you know, that's $5 each for each mm-hmm. meal. And I only got, like, 20 on me, you know. But the thing is, like, you knew you were going out to eat. Right. Like, me personally as a man, I wouldn't ask you out to eat unless I knew I had enough money to cover where were you going. For example, I know if you and I go to Applebee's, you know, with appetizers and uh, two entrees and drinks, maybe one, you know, some little wine or something like that. Applebee's. Anyway, right. I know that you know two people. It probably won't exceed a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, you know. So right. I'll probably take like one hundred twenty-five on me, something like that, you know. And if I don't have that, man, save up, and then you ask them out. You know what I'm saying? I've taken many girls out on payday. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, you know, not between payday like that. That that partial week between. You know, we're not going anywhere till next Friday when I get paid, man. You know. All right. Just gonna... you want to grab some ham sandwiches going to the beach. Exactly. You have to wait up, Marcy. You know on that. You know because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So on one half, that's immature of Jason to <clears throat> for Jason to just order for her and allow, allow allow her to say anything. I think even the even the the, the waitress noticed like, wow, I guess she's not gonna order anything. So give me both these menus. Let me get out of here before something starts and I have to kick them both out and I won't get a tip. You know. Right. I mean, I've been on a date before. I kind of understood his excuse, which is a good excuse. Which I'm pretty sure that excuse was uh I'm pretty sure that excuse was um was uh practiced, you know? Well, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I had enough money. Come on, man. Right. Get out of here with that, you know. So uh <clears throat> my thing is uh I've been on dates before when I didn't have enough money, enough money to um I did. I wasn't sure if I had enough money to, to pay both of our meals, so I let her order first. Exactly. And or or let her know you're on a budget. Or or the thing is like I I I, I like I was, I was embarrassed. I'll be honest. I was embarrassed. Like I don't probably don't have enough for this meal, you know, and for the movies afterwards. So my thing was, my thing was I'll let her order, and then I'll find on the menu where that is. She's like, oh, I want the uh, I want the shrimp scampi combo. I'm like, oh, okay, let me see. Ten dollars. Oh damn, man! I got thirty. So I mean, I get twenty dollars. So and then the movie is fifteen. So need money for a tip. Right, right. So I'm thinking about that. So I'm like, okay, then. Um. So okay, you get a shrimp scampi that costs like twelve bucks, which leaves me with eighteen dollars. So let me get this. Soup. I get some French fries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's all you want. But yeah, I had a big lunch, man. You know, any right, any right. excuse. But that's what a gentleman does. You and know, you could even do that when you're explaining to the woman, like, look, we got a budget. Right, right. Okay, we have a budget because my money is investing in my future. Exactly. And that's a turn on. It should be to some women. Exactly. And plus, the thing is, like, <clears throat> there's many, there's multiple different ways to handle that mm-hmm. other than taking away the uh, freedom of the other party. Right. And plus, another thing, though, also, looking, like, rethinking this scenario. Mm-hmm. Somebody can be controlling like that and still not be abusive. Exactly. So that was a whole other... It was more like, okay, did she tell him how that made her feel? If she did not, then then maybe that's why he became abusive because he was like, oh, she's gonna let me do whatever I want to her. Exactly. In my in my opinion, I think that um, I think Marcy is a coward. You know, the thing is like, mm-hmm. she she should have told Mike straight up like, hey, uh, I liked you, but this was missing. I wasn't feeling it. There was no vibe. Whatever. Instead of like just ignoring the dude and then showing up with another guy. And then have the nerve to ask the guy you ignored for help, man. Come on, man. I ain't going to help you. Are you out your mind? Mm-hmm. Now, now this this story kind of like um, 
kind of relates to me in a way that not so much i need you to come help me and you know get this dude off of me no but like uh i've had girls who kind of like you know diss me in a way ask me for money but hey uh you got uh, 20 dollars for gas no i don't you know what I'm, right. I'm stuck on i'm stuck on the west side like oh my god well i guess you're stuck then huh <laughs> i can't come get you <laughs> i'm so serious man no man that's crazy i, I don't understand man. that's that's insane so, so I absolutely, absolutely think that Mike was right in not getting involved. One, because you, when you get involved in other people's, uh, other people's drama, then you're infusing yourself into something that you really don't have all the information in. Mm-hmm. You know. And I've been there and done that. I went. I I literally stopped my job, like left right out of my job because it was a nine one one emergency. My friend was in dire mm-hmm. needs. I get all the way clear across town, and they're like, no, no, you should just leave. This is a a married situation. This is a what? <laughs> she called me, told me to come because it was a 911 right now, right now. I need your help right now. Melissa don't pause. So I'm gone, 100 miles per hour. I don't drive 100 miles per hour, but <laughs> I was gone, 100 miles per hour from, from far east to far west, and I get there and they're like, no, no, you should leave. That's between husband and wife. Right, I understand. What in the... So you you understand how much that cost me at the end of the day? Cost me my job. Cost me money to fly on my gas like that. It cost me... It cost me a lot. Right. So at the end of the day, I'm the one looking stupid. Exactly. You showed up um, unwanted. So like, you were... Uh, I don't know what you're trying to you say. You were invited and not wanted. So right. How do you deliver? <laughs> I don't want you here. Invitation. You know I, what I mean? Like, I absolutely understand what you're saying. You know, it's like people really got to understand that uh, there are consequences to all your actions. I think, think people that some people are, you know, immune to the consequences. Like, no, you right. are. This is your decision. So live with those decisions. You know, like. You see, for me, I find myself in situations all the time where. You know what? I understand how it is. I'm not condoning it, but I understand how a woman could be abused and keep going back to her abuser. She could keep feeling like that's her version of love. She just hates that moment. That moment passes, and he's such a great person after that. Da 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 da. It's just, it's just okay. So I'm not, I, I'm not sitting here trying to make sense of it. I'm just saying, I, I guess I can understand or relate. We all do things that are not good for us, and we're going to continue doing over and over. We know it's not good. What's the difference between someone? Getting their butt whooped and someone smoking cigarettes. Right, I'm I understand. Paying for that cancer. Right, She's right. Continue going back to that abuse. It's all abusive. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, there's me with all this understanding and me being a protector. I will always be there for my friends. I don't care if you keep making the same mistake. If he wants the drama, I'm gonna bring to him. That's on him. Right. And that's the way I feel about it. I need him to know that she will always have a friend that'll be here. I'm not gonna turn my cheek because this happened today, or I'm gonna turn my cheek because of that. Because you know what? Me showing up sent him a message all together. Very loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Okay? I made my voice known before I left. And the only reason why I left is because Maria looked at me and said, please. And mm-hmm. I left. Why? She wasn't... I didn't see no marks. Her uh-huh. mom was there. His mom was there. And I didn't see no marks at all. Uh-huh. So you know what? At the end of the day, I was salty. I was. Because it wasted a whole lot of my time, money, etc. But yeah. I will always continue to do that. And right. I find problems with friends that are not as loyal. 
I understand. You see what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that another thing is that you know a lot of times when these things happen, it's a spur of the moment, and it's uh you know it's a, it's an emotional moment, and so things are said and things are done. I don't want to get into that, and then uh you know about to go over there and uh, warm dude up, and then the next at the next event. You want me to shake his hand. Like, come mm, on, man. Yeah. You want me to beat him up last time I saw him, you know? Yeah. But now you guys are friends. Get out of here. That's yeah. why That's why I don't in, infuse myself in other people's situations. Like, I don't know what's going on. So that's just, you know, that's just what's happening on you. And plus, because, you know, I'm a big dude. You know, I'm six feet. I'm over six feet tall. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big dude. Eight black belts. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you so might little little cousins, little friends get in trouble. But, hey, I'm going to call up Malcolm. You know, see what he's doing. Like, no. <laughs> no, that's that's your problem, man. That's your problem. Right. <laughs> you have to deal with. It. I mean, I support you. You know, I support you, but I'm not going over there and knuckling up with anybody. You know. Right. Especially when people don't knuckle up anymore. Exactly. See, the problem is, is that I don't have a problem with it. I will. I will. I have no problems at all. Um, I will beat you up and be at the hospital with you, <laughs> making sure you survive. I'm a, I'm a rub alcohol on your sores. All right. You know why? Because. Sometimes people just need a whooping. Right. And plus, I'm like, man, you need a lecture, you know? Yeah. You don't need action. You need the, a lecture. Shoot first and add questions later. That's not a good idea. It's never a good idea. You know, you need to understand what's going on. Right. If I get to the scene and it finds out that you're wrong, mm -hmm. then who do you think I'm going to talk to? Not exactly. them. I'm going to talk to you because I know you. Exactly. And <laughs> I've done that too. That's why in that type of situation, I, I still made myself known. Right. You know, and, and I went to a barbecue at their house the very next week. He invited me. Oh, man. Because of that right there. You know what? I know you put your, your, you know, whatever happens to you guys in the way you argue, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you meet someone that has that much loyalty to your wife and you love your wife, you got to love that friend. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not here, she's going to take care of your wife and you know it. So you got to, at some point, you don't have to love the other friend, but you're going to have to respect that space. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and, and since we've got that, you know, but the same goes for him. No, he's not my friend. But as soon as my friend is wrong, I'm the first one checking her. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? That's the way it should go, right. Absolutely. And so my my, my, um, my big takeaway is um, <clears throat> if you get into a situation or someone else gets in a situation, the last people you should call is the cops, you know what I'm saying? Because they just come with guns blazing like, oh, yeah, we get to shoot somebody. Hopefully they got dark skin this time. You know, so. right. Well, I don't agree with that either. So I think that, you know, maybe calling like a friend or something like that, you know, witness or something like that. But uh, last person you should call is the cops. I think you should knock on the door of a neighbor. Maybe they'll call, you know. But uh, unless you want your, your opponent uh, shot and killed, I would not call the cops. You try I to figure it out yourself, you know. Because I've been in a situation, my, my personal self, where I did not call the cops. The person attacked me. And because when the cops came, they were bloody. I'm the one that was in trouble. Mm-hmm. They hit me first. I had to prove my innocence because I was not innocent until proven guilty. I was guilty beyond the shadow of a doubt. Mm. And I had to fight to prove my innocence. Mm. Why? Because I'm bigger than them. But they touched me. Well, you should have called the police. Why? You. In the middle of my fight? You want me to, oh, time out. Wait, let me call the police. Let me get my phone before I, you know. Right. right. Don't hit me no more. Let me call the cops. Like, it's unrealistic, the standard that they set. So I don't believe in waiting to call the cops. I feel like, no, 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 you better call them. Because in my neighborhood, they take 45 minutes to an hour to get there. Oh, yeah. Okay? So you, you've you been to beat up the whole damn family before they get there. And then they pulled up on me and said, where's the weapon? Right. Where's the weapon? I didn't use any weapon. They were right. like, yeah, right, where's the weapon? And was right. searching everywhere for a weapon that was never used. Right. And make sure that phone is charged up so you can videotape all of that. I'll sit that back up in the corner before I look. Okay, he touched me, so now I'm about to warm him up, and it's all on camera. 
I'll make a Bruce Lee film out of that movie. <laughs> for real, but man. See, that's you. For me, I don't, I don't, like I said, I go from um, zero to 100 real quick. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think not one damn thing about where my phone is. Someone <laughs> puts their hands on me, I, I, I get tunnel vision. Right. I feel you. So, I mean, I have to call the police first. I have to. To save me. Mm-hmm. You know, they come with guns blazing. I've had that happen too. And guess what? The only thing I could do was rely on my higher power. You well, know? I understand. And yell. I was yelling for the other cops around me when the police officer drew her gun on me. Mm-hmm. And all I was doing was following the direction of the other cops. And she went off on me. Gun drawn. She was really about to shoot me. I felt it. But I started calling for the other officer. Hey, I'm yelling to the top of my lungs. He looks back. Now, him looking back at me put his life in danger. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you how that, that, that was bad policing all the way together. But she was about to shoot me. Right. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, people who are not trained, who are not formally trained to handle these couple of situations, get shot by the people who are trained. Mm-hmm. You know, It's like, I'm a normal citizen. I don't have any training in uh, psychology one-on-one, you know, and... Uh, I'm supposed to be the one who's calm and collected, you know, and exactly pretend like I have all the muscles in the world to, or a deadly weapon to protect myself. We don't, you know, we're unheaded, you know, mm-hmm. so many stories of cops, you know, or authority figures, you know, taking uh, extreme measures or people who do not citizens who do not have the same power that, um, the authorities have, you know? Right. And I'm like, I'm only doing what he told me to do. He told me, move away from the front door, and the only way around the front door was behind her. Right. But I walked far, far, far behind her, mm-hmm. and she was like, get from behind me! But there was no other way to get away from the front door. So I literally was doing what the cop told me to do. You know what? That's not the first time I heard about something, or witnessed something, as far as uh, a female cop getting a little too edgy, you know, mm-hmm. when there's no, no real danger. I remember a couple years ago, I was still a, I was a sophomore in college, it was my first summer back from uh, from college, and uh, 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 my, I was with my cousin, and um, there was a report that a vehicle that matches uh, his vehicle's description was uh, driving around a block, uh, you know, stalking an apartment or a person in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. and the cop car followed us back to all, like, two cities over to his house driveway, and he went in the house, and I was walking towards the front of the house, you know. It was nighttime, and... The cop car pulled up, and I went back there, and I was like, uh, hello, officers, what's going on? Now, mind you, it's late at night, and it was blazing hot because it was summertime. I had on a pair of the thinnest shorts. You can, If, if I had uh, any kind of, if I had a Skittle in my pocket, you'd be able to see it. And I had like a, a tank a tank top, and I was walking back to the uh, to the cop car. I was like, uh, all right, gentlemen, what's going on, ladies? It was, a, it was a female cop in front of the car, and I had my hands in my pocket, you know? Like, I remember, like I said, these, these, these shorts were... Uh, toilet tissue thin, and lady, the lady puts her hand on her gun. On her gun, she didn't pull it out because that would have been a whole different story. She just put her hand on her gun. And she put her, her pointed at me. She goes, "Take your hands out of your pocket." I'm like, "Whoa, what is this about?" You know. So I just I put both my hands. I'm like, "Okay, what's up?" And then uh, then the, the male cop got out of the car, and she's like, "I just want you to take your hands out of your pocket." And they were asking for my little cousin. I'm like, "No way in the world I'm gonna uh, release my little cousin to you two cops who were already seem to be agitated." So I went and got my uncle. You know, and he came out and he said, "What's going on?" And they told us the situation. It was like, well, it can't be him because he's been doing this all day. 
And I was like, well, he's with me. And he's like, well, who are you? I was like, well, I'm a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so you have credentials. And and so eventually they were like, okay, this is retarded. This is stupid, you know. So they so they, so they, they gave up their search and they just got back in the car and left, man. But I was like, wow, she elevated things really quickly. I'm like, wow. And the male cop was like, wow, he's like practically naked. I, I kind of heard him say it to her. Like, he's like practically naked. What are you doing? And she was like, oh, yeah, he has his hands in his pocket. He's like, that's not really a problem, you know. So. Uh, I just think it's really weird. One woman pull, pull out like a pair of balls and just whip them at her. You know, get out of here. Right, but, but I'm, I mean, she may have been through worse. Exactly. Somebody walk up looking for directions, but got a thing out for the cops. Yeah, she needs to be retrained. I don't know her name or, or her badge number. I, I was, I was a good ten yards from her. But uh, mm. okay, guys, uh, that's it for today. Uh, to get more of the Malcolm Richmond show, you can catch us on Facebook at. Malcolm Richmond on Instagram at the Malcolm Richmond Show, that's S H O W, or on the triple dub at www.themalcolmrichmondshow.com, or on YouTube at the Malcolm Richmond Blog, guys. Okay, guys, that's it for us today. Hope you're catching this S H O W. Also, if you guys want to leave a message or a comment about this, uh, about this post, Please uh, hit us up on Spotify or uh, Anchor.com and you or YouTube.com and you may be able to win something from the drawing. Okay, thank you and goodbye.